0: What is going on, friends and family? Shalom, shalom to you. Hey, I normally don't come on a Sunday, but I uh, just wanted to come on here. And I just wanted to share a little something, something from from my heart, or, you know, pertaining to the uh, Sabbath. I don't know. I don't know why YAH has me stuck on this, but I think I'm just going to. Be obedient, and whatever and however he leads me, and what he wants me to share, I'm gonna be obedient. So, friends, once again, Shabbat Shalom. This I am the Natarim, your host. This is the Natarim podcast, all live, where I bring you truth and nothing but truth. But the question is, can you handle the truth? Kind of sounds something like. Out of the movie a few good men no but that's the question in all seriousness can you handle the truth because a lot of things that we were taught growing up in Christendom um, a lot of it was half truths or just empty truth which means some of it was taken out of context or if it was truthful it was given to us but with holes in it and the reason why I say it, can you handle the truth, nothing but the truth, the whole truth, and can you handle the truth is because, as I always say in my podcast in the opening, there might be some things that I might present to you uh, that you might find strange or challenging, but it's okay because because the Bible, Torah tells us and lets us know straight off the back that we are peculiar people. And when you come to truth and when you begin to understand truth and you begin to see torah and his word for what it is and you begin to see it clearly because now you have eyes to see and you have ears to hear and once you understand and you get it and your heart is open to receive and then do what it says amen you'll see things differently and you begin to see truthfully and you begin to say to yourself Man, I didn't see things like that before. Or I never knew this, or I never knew that, or how come I've heard it, but it was never explained in the detail the way I'm hearing it now. And friends, I don't know it all. I don't know it all, as I said many, many times in my podcast, uh, Now Vlog, which is actually both at the same time because while I'm doing this live on recording on video, I'm also taking the audio and i'm also uploading it to uh to my podcast but if you if you have spotify and if you're following me on spotify you can watch this live or watch the recording or you can um listen to the audio so it depends on what it, it depends on your platform and whether you want to see the face behind the voice or you're comfortable with the podcast, that is up to you. Amen, Flam? Amen. So this song in the background that I got playing on is from a group called Sounds of Sinai. And the name of the song is called Monotheism. And, and I just love the the jazz um of the music behind it, especially the, the content that's in it, and the words and the lyrics. But if you know me, if any if any of you know me, and if you ever followed me before the stroke, you know I'm a musician, and I love jazz. I just love the composition, the way it's written, and the way it's put together. And uh, I just thought that this group did a phenomenal job doing this. I know it has nothing to pertain to the Shabbat. But just in case somebody is hearing it in the background and saying, man, I like the groove to it. Who sings it? Well, Sounds of Sinai or Sinai. Amen. And it's called Monotheism. But they have two albums, and they both amazing. If you like that type of music and you're into something that's a little bit upbeat, a jazzy, a jazzy gospel-type feel. Check them out, check them out. They're an old group. We haven't done anything new that I know yet, but keep them. Keep eye out for them, amen? So let me just throw this up a little bit so you can hear a little bit more of it. is called monotheism the, theism, which as many of you know is the belief of one god I look up to for yes we do we look up to you for guidance I know, I know. All things. yes he is Most High. Praise be the Most High, Abba Yah. Praise be the Most High, Abba Yah. Let me just throw this down lowly in the background. And let's get right into what we're going to talk about today, friends. It's a little bit long, but it's okay because I have my notes up here. Put it on podcast or or vlog and you guys are welcome to pause it and listen to the rest of it uh, on your own time, whether you're at work, whether you're working out, whether you're jogging, however however it is, excuse me, whatever it is that you do to listen to a podcast to make sure that you get something in on your free time. Amen. I listen to podcasts while I'm working because my new job, I work for a global security firm. And when I'm doing a lot of patrolling and walk around or doing a lot of tours, I'm listening to a podcast or teachings while I'm walking around at the same time paying attention to detail and being alert, amen? Because one of my models is stay alert, stay alive. And I believe that even when it comes to the spirit, stay alert, stay alive, why? Because your enemy doesn't sleep. Your enemy is going around acting like a lion, raw, acting like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. And if you're caught sleeping, you just might get devoured by the enemy, his lies, right? His doctrines, you name it. Whatever he wants to throw out there. Whatever he wants to throw out there. So, okay, so this podcast or this video blog live is how to make Shabbat a delight. How to make Shabbat a delight. Somebody had asked me the question um, what am I supposed to do on Shabbat because they see me they see me celebrating Shabbat or observing Shabbat I'll talk about it I'll post up a lot of pictures especially on Shabbat and um, on my social medias so there are people now that are starting to become more interested as far as Shabbat right and what it's all about and, uh, and you know and people do have questions And because people have questions. Guess what? It's up to me. <laughs> we'll put it, put, it, put it like this. Excuse me. See, that's the rest of the album going on. The first album was called Monotheism. Excuse me. That's a tongue, tongue twister for me. And the second album, I believe, is called Sovereign. Amen. So back to what I was saying. I have to, as believers, when people ask us questions about why we do certain things, listen. It's up to us to give an explanation. It's not up to us to convince them. It's not up to us to try to get them on our side. It's only—it's only our service. Let me put it like that. I want to say job. It's our service to make sure that we present them with truth with some information and it's up to them to do what they want to do with that truth whether they want to receive it and further look more into it or whether they want to reject it turn their back on it and walk away but it's not up for us to convince them but when questions surfaces and they approach us with questions hey we got to do the best thing the best the best that we can to at least refute our claims. And when I mean refute, I don't mean to bring an argument um, about our claims, but just to do the best we can as presenting what we believe, what we know to be truth. And that's it. Again, it's not our job to convince anyone. So the question was asked, what am I supposed to do? Or yeah, what am I supposed to do on Shabbat because Watch this because scripture tells us this in, in Isaiah 58, 13, verse 14 says, if you keep your feet from breaking the Shabbat and from doing as you desire chfetz, on the holy day, if you call the Shabbat the light um, on egg and the and excuse me and the, the Lord's day honorable, then you will find your joy. In Yah Amen So once again let me read that again It comes from Isaiah And I'll I'll try to say without the Hebrew words So I won't trip anyone up If you keep your feet from breaking The Shabbat And from doing as you desire On my holy day If you call it the Shabbat Of the light And Adonai's day Then you will find Your joy in I'll deny Elohim or Yah, which you or whatever you prefer. Which goes back to the opening of the question. Because many believers ask ask us. They probably ask you, but well, what am I supposed to do on Shabbat? Many of them are probably beginning to observe Shabbat because they see you do it, but with really no clear understanding why they must reserve Shabbat or why or what they're supposed to do on Shabbat. Right? So the prophet tells us. Call the Shabbat a delight. What? Shabbat is called a delight. So the prophet Isaiah tells us, listen, call the Shabbat a delight. Why? Because the word that Isaiah uses for delight in Hebrew is oneg. But there are other words that also mean delight. Right? So what's the difference? Because the Hebrew words such as hafet, and Isaiah 53 13 relates to a desire or longing for something. And it is sometimes associated with the pleasure of work of work performed. And you can go see Proverbs 31:13 on that. Amen. But then other Hebrew words speak about being joyful, pursuing entertaining experience, but all is different. Because oneg is, mascul- is a masculine word that means exquisite, delicate, dainty, delight. I oh, mean, it's about coming near to something new and wonderful, such as when a groom approaches his bride for the first time under the under the uh, chupa, right during their marriage, the marriage comp- um, canopy. And the union is is expected, is an expected blessing of wonder, awe, and intimate beauty. So Shabbat is supposed to be exquisite, it's supposed to be delicate, it's supposed to be dainty, and it's supposed to be a delight, right? Uh, The blessing time of the Lord comes every seventh day completing the week and the number seven itself represents completion and is one of the meanings of the word shabbat so in other words we are to approach shabbat or we all let me put it like this we are to approach this blessed day as if we're receiving something extraordinary and new you know why because it is he gives us a new week a new week in the promise, in the blessing, to rest in him, to fellowship with him. On and on, so forth and so on. And guess what? We get to do it each week, anew, after a completion of a week. Six days working, and now to complete the sixth, to complete that week on the seventh day, in rest, in rest, delighting ourselves in the fellowship in the relationship of Abba Yah as he delights in us. I mean I don't know how beautiful you think that is but that is beautiful that is awesome it's amazing Shabbat is also invigorating our time Oneg is considered a mikvah which means in accordance with the law but is commonly spoken as A good deed. I mean, we are told to pursue our own pleasures. Chafet in Isaiah 58, 13. In other words, it's not a day of abstinence from pleasure either. But it's the opposite. The Shabbat is a call to elevating us to leisure. Mm. Elevating us to leisure. So what does that mean? Does that mean that on... Shabbat that we go around all day doing nothing. That's the contrary. That's contrary. That's the opposite, friends. Contrary to popular belief, it's the opposite. Because the purpose of the holidays is not just to kill time, right? Because that would be murder. And for life, is time. And the Sabbath day should be, the Sabbath day should invigorate time. It's redeeming the time that's given to us, invigorating the time, making use of the time wisely. Right? The apostle Paul tells us to make use of the time, right, that we've given to make the best opportunity, to take the opportunity and to make the best of it as I'm paraphrasing. Amen. So I'm just paraphrasing right now about about that. So... How do we call the Shabbat a delight in the context? But if we're gonna because if we're gonna keep it in the context, we're gonna keep it in context. Now, watch this. Doing some research, a famous American rabbi, uh theologian, and considered to be a philosopher, Abraham Joshua Hashel, wrote the following in one of his books called The Sabbath. And he writes this. He says, six days a week, we wrestle with the world. Bringing profit from the earth on the Sabbath, we especially care for the seed of eternity planted in the soul. Then he goes on and says, the world has our hands, but our soul belongs to someone else. Six days a week, we seek to dominate the world. And on the seventh day, we try to dominate the self. Powerful words. I love that. I love that. What he says, let me read it again. Six days a week, we wrestle with the world, bringing profit from the earth. And on this and on the Shabbat, we especially care for the seed of eternity planted in the soul. So, Shabbat is what a seed planted in our soul for eternity. The world has our hands, but our soul belongs to someone else in six days we seek to dominate the world on the seventh day we try to dominate self mm-hmm. we sacrifice self we put self down we lay self down to rest so that we can be found resting in him right shabbat in him if you call it in your will so i know in other words Our own interests and pursuits often distract us. So scripture guides guides us to what? Restrain ourselves. One of the fruits of the spirit is what? Self-control, is it not? Scripture restrains us from performing a melach, which in Hebrew means work. And this particular form of work can relate to one's profession, but it is found primarily in connection with the Shabbat in reference to creative work, the kind of work that exercises control over our environment as when Yah created the universe with his own words. Melach might involve forming, separating, mixing, or altering as Yah did when he created the heavens and the earth. And friends, additionally, the Torah specifically forbids certain forms of. Melach plowing, harvesting, lighting a fire, gathering or carrying. Amen. And as creative beings made in the image of Yah, we are called to imitate our creating always, including creating for six days and not creating on seventh day. So, friends, for some of you guys that are watching this, that don't that probably don't observe Sabbath or don't know what to do Sabbath. Thursday, right, to Friday sundown is usually a prepper time. So what do we do um, during that time? We try to make sure that we get all the work that is necessary done out the way. Because on the Lord's day, on Abba's day, it's a day of rest. And we don't want to do anything that pertains to work. Now, if I'm saying, if you got kids, you got children, you got to change diapers and you got to feed them and all that stuff. I'm not saying that's that, that that you can't do that stuff. There are certain things that are not considered work because as a mom and as a dad, you have to do. You have to change your kids. You have to bathe the kids, right? That's not considered work. So what we do is we prepare our foods because that's work. We prepare our foods for the next day for Shabbat or on Shabbat. We don't have to worry about cooking food. You can heat it up because that's not work. But if you're actually cooking food and and making recipes and slaving over the stove while cooking, hey, you know what I mean? So what we do is we prepare, uh, we prepare a day or day and a half before to make sure that on his holy day, Shabbat, it's all about him, delighting in him. And then also allowing our loved ones to join in as we delight in Him, because He wants to delight in us. So, as creative beings made in the image of Yah, we are called to imitate our Creator. It in always including creating in six days and not creating on the seventh, and that leaves us with much, much more or much leisure time on the seventh day. So then, the question is, what are we to do with it? So let's look at some examples. First, in Jewish traditions and in the life of Messiah Yeshua for how to elevate our leisure and invigorate our time on Shabbat. So here's Jewish tradition. Now listen, we're not going to get lost in tradition because all traditions aren't bad. There's some good traditions. But that's up for you to decide. For for you to figure out if that's something you want to follow and you want to do or something you want to create right so watch this because although uh, although the Talmud is just Jewish commentaries and oral laws and a lot of it were added by man uh but the but um there are certain sections subsections on how to stop creating and use our leisure time on the Shabbat so uh watch this so here's a little bit of history so let's talk about a little bit of history because later in the Mishnah torah the mamani the 12th century sage also called rambam give us ideas of how we ought to approach excuse me little fly shabbat right and he writes that we should wash ourselves wrap ourselves and zitzit sit with proper and respect and greet the shabbat as we would greet a king and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that on Shabbat. I believe on Shabbat that you sh- that you should present yourself holy and acceptable. Acceptable, excuse me, because after all, um, Shabbat is all approaching um, the king, right? Approaching the king properly. So you don't want to just look at any old type of way. I'm not saying being religious about it. I'm just saying it makes sense to present yourself in such a way in spirit and soul and body because the seventh day was created the shabbat was created so that you can meet with the most high so that you can delight yourself with the most high because he's coming to delight with you to delight himself in you so you just don't want to present yourself in any own way and if we continue to keep reading this in greeting a king Mama Ned's goes on to say that we should wear clean clothes and dress differently on the Shabbat and we should not fast but feast wait a minute, not fast, not eat but eat, well Shabbat is a celebration, it's a time to celebrate, we're celebrating the the, the coming before the king, we're celebrating his presence, we're celebrating that we get to rest in him and not only are we celebrating our, by ourselves, excuse me We're also celebrating with family and loved ones. So it's a time of feasting. So delighting in the Shabbat has evolved over time and it's expressed today, right? In Jewish and Messianic communities in more modern, but still traditional ways, especially when it comes to fellowship and food. Now, who doesn't love fellowship and who doesn't love food, right? We all love fellowship and we all love food, right? So what is one of the things that we do on Shabbat? We come together and we fellowship. We delight ourselves with fellowship and food because the first thing we do is we delight ourselves with the master, with the king, All right? So delighting in fellowship and food, and, you know, as I'll bring you some history and I'll bring you some information because I want to bring you as much as I can, that's why I said you might want to pause and then finish the rest later on during your own leisure time. See, leisure time, Shabbat <laughs> has to do with Shabbat. So, delighting with fellowship and food. So, meals, doesn't matter what culture you come from, but especially in Jewish history, meals have always played a great part, right, in history. Feasting on Shabbat is no different. When thinking about how to make the Shabbat a delight, for instance, Right, here's another quote through, through eating stuff that you love as long as kosher and as long as it's acceptable before Yah. So, So today in Jewish and Messianic communities or, or Torah-observing communities, if you will, the concept of feasting on Shabbat has evolved from the simple pleasures into a more communal Shabbat oneg, which means Shabbat delight meals after services so ensuring that the mikvah of not working created on shabbat is kept congregants bring hot food and slow cookings which they prepare before sundown on friday evening now i haven't done this yet because i'm not in a community that has um same like-minded believers um 12 observant believers or hebrew roots believers uh pretty much that's where hebrew roots pretty much is torah observing believers but normally around a community that keeps shabbat and and, it delights in shabbat people come around and they gather around and they bring food it's kind of like a big potluck and everybody brings and uh, brings something they share something on a slow cooker why on a slow cooker because during that time there is worship, there is singing, there is dancing, there is fellowship, and there is reading of the Pasha during that time, because it's all about Yah. It's all about Yah, and when everybody comes together, we're all celebrating and delighting ourselves in Yah, and each other, and later on, in food. I mean, right? So in lieu of fried fish, right, and garlic, uh. One they might fortunately also treat like hummus, chips, bagels, lots, or pre-made dishes, sandwiches, salad, platters, or just an array of just desserts, what you like. So no work-related topics are discussed during this time because it's all about the joyous of uh, shahu- shahrua. Although shahruah over meals is not the only way to make the Shabbat of the light. So, in communities, in Torah observant communities, right, enjoy Shabbat leisure quite literally. In other words, delighting in time away from the stresses of the workplace and the general the general humdrum of the day, right, of everyday life. Uh, they use the time to recharge one's spirit, spiritual battery with family time, afternoon nap, or perhaps even a refreshing walk in nature. And these are our modern traditional expressions of Oneg. But how, right, okay, these are our modern traditional expressions of Oneg, right? In other words, delighting ourselves. But, uh, 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 but the question is, how did Messiah, Yeshua, invigorate the time on his Shabbat? After all, we want to imitate him. We want to be more like him, Right? delighting in restoration and in love now watch this because genesis tells us that the creator ceased to work ceased to work he was doing excuse me the work of creating or on the seventh day the work of creating on the seventh day yeshua also never created on shabbat he restored let me say that again he never created on the shabbat he restored, he restored the blind, the deaf, the lame, the, the um, lepers, or lepers, excuse me, the, those that were infirmed, and even the dead to their original intended spiritual and physical state, physical health. And this. And watch this, friends, because if you read the scriptures, you know what happened, because this caused so much controversy among the religious teachers and leaders of Pharisees, right, In power at the time, since healing seemed to be working on the shabbat like what are you doing why is your master breaking the law why is your teacher breaking the law you don't do these things and again as i said earlier he didn't create he restored and and shabbat is all about restoration shabbat is all about resting shabbat is all about replenishing shabbat is all about what being being made new to be renewed so that you could get ready for another week. Also, you get you get ready for another time or season. So, and in fact, they told the crowd to go away and come back to be healed on another day. On, on Luke chapter thirteen verse fourteen, right? They try to send the people away. So Yeshua's acts of healing blessed others with the unimaginable delight. And while still being perfectly in accordance with Shabbat laws as it was written in Torah, he never deviated from being an exemplary person who followed Torah. By blessing others with love and mercy, on the Shabbat Yeshua demonstrated that the well-being of others is to be considered first when delighting in his holy day. Hosea 6, 6 says, for it is the love that I seek and not sacrifice, knowledge of Yah more than burnt offerings. So we can imitate the love of our Messiah by visiting the sick or in prison, feeding the hungry, clothing the homeless, sending an encouraging note to a person in pain, praying for lost souls, praying for those who come to truth, for their eyes to be for their eyes to be open, for their ears to be open, and for their hearts to be open to receive, right? Or just gently touching someone, giving someone a warm embrace. Amen? Because an embrace, a hug can do a lot. Excuse me, can do a lot. As we continue, as Yeshua uh, said, when we do acts of love, for one of the least important of these brothers of mine, he goes on and says, you did it for me. Twenty-five, Chapter 25, verse 40. Delighting in Messiah. Delighting in Messiah. I should have really outlined these a little bit better. Delighting in Messiah. The large crowd listened to Yeshua with great delight. Mark 12, 37. So, the most meaningful way to delight in Shabbat is by refreshing our relationship with Messiah. And, and you're probably asking yourself, well, how do we do this? Simple. By listening to and studying the word of Yah, who is Messiah Yeshua himself, John 1 1, and by worshiping him through prayer, music, and dance. Yes, we dance, friends, Torah observers, we dance. The Bible doesn't forbid dancing, we dance as part of enjoying ourselves and our times in Yah. For example, lighting the Shabbat candle just before the sun sets on Friday evening is a tradition that reminds some believers of how Yeshua is the light of the world and that they, they are to be the light to the nations, or we are to be the light to the nations. And as they recite the traditional blessing over the hollow bread, they are mindful not only of the bread that Yah provides from the earth, but that Yeshua is the bread of life which Yah provides from the heavens. And more importantly, when we freely bless others with our love, mercy, and time, talents, and gifts on Shabbat as Yeshua uh, did, we remind ourselves of how blessed we are to receive Yah's gift of love, mercy, through Messiah Yeshua. Amen. Romans 6.23 goes on and says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift, the free gift of Yah is eternal life in union with messiah yeshua our yah amen we might not all be able to heal crowds of sick people from their diseases uh, uh, and pains but we can all call the shabbat a delight by bringing mercy and love blessings and joy to others and refreshing our souls in the presence, in the peace of our Messiah, HaMashiach. Amen? Listen, and that is true, Charuah Fellowship. That is elevating leisure. That is invigorating our time. Friends, as I close, I don't know what better Shabbat delight they can that they can be. Excuse me. What better Shabbat delight can there be than delighting in Messiah? So let me go over these delights again, right? Let me go over these delights real quickly, real briefly for you, because delight in this case, in the Hebrew world, we called it um, oneg. Right, so we use our time to invigorate ourselves on Shabbat, right? And as we invigorate ourselves, we delight with fellowship and food on Shabbat. We also delight in restoration and love just as Yeshua did when he didn't create, he restored that which was messed up to its original intent we delight in messiah and that's probably the best thing that we can do that's probably the number one delighting ourselves in him because he created this he created the shabbat as a promise as a blessing for us to rest in him amen the best one i don't know friends i pray that this was a blessing for you This was something in the spur of the moment, but I wanted to bless you guys with it because the question that were asked of me is in the topic or in the description that I posted. Many believers asked me, and if they asked me, I'm pretty sure they've they've asked you the same. What am I supposed to do on the Shabbat? And listen, and I pray that you would take this as a springboard to do your own research, to do your own studying, and maybe add to this. Add to this as you take away from this and you go study and research, that you would add to this and that you would make it even better, that you would in this to be able to help someone understand how to make Shabbat a delight, right? Excuse me, friends. Got these things going by. But how to keep, oh, excuse me, how to make Shabbat a delight, friends. How to make Shabbat a delight. Amen? Friends, and this is my time. Yah commanded us to do all these statutes. Yes and I pray that you were blessed and again please share this if this is blessing you please share this please hit the like button if you're watching me on YouTube or Facebook share it if you're following me on podcast please use the podcast and share the podcast man listen you be blessed and you have an awesome Awesome time, and I will see you soon, or you will hear from me soon. Shabbat shalom, shabbat sh- excuse me shalom. I'm just I just can't wait for the next Sabbath. Why? So I can delight myself in it. Friends and family, be blessed, be blessed, and I'll see you soon. Shalom.